0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I will bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this that, this, that, this, that. Jerk with the back. <laughs> in the
1: house tonight.
0: Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member of MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer of Mavs.com, sipping that, that tea after the win. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Don't drink the tea. Like it's none of his um, business.
1: I, I'm the Kermit meme right now. Um, or Mimi. me. me, me. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm drinking apple cider right now. I feel like my voice is getting worse by the day. But Yeah, if you I guys are
0: listening to the podcast every single day, the raccoon squad, the day ones, you've heard Isaac's voice get get worse every day.
1: Every single day. And I gotta like preserve it because I gotta like speak on the weekend and now I'm like in this in between of like, all right, I got a podcast. So pretty much I gotta talk every day and get yeah. Um real quick on that, we did something really cool uh over this past weekend. Uh, a few weeks ago. So if ne- anybody's ever heard of kicking it with a cause, uh, kicking it for a cause, I um, got Chris, he's good friends with the Curry brothers and uh, with Steph and Seth, he starts this nonprofit organization of raising shoes to take to the Republic of Congo. And uh, I've known him for a couple of years and we both went to Liberty University and uh, he's just super nice. Shouts guy, to the flames. Uh, shouts to the flames. Let's go. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, uh, I challenged my church, uh, uh, that I'm, I'm at a challenge the church I challenge the youth group. I'm like, Hey, in two weeks, uh, we're going to rate, we're going to donate shoes. If you have extra shoes to send to Chris for them to take to uh, the Republic of Congo and his trip in April. And, uh, this past week, uh, this past weekend was our, uh, was the Sunday for everyone to bring all their shoes. And you're not, I, we had boxes we had stations. it was really cool. We boxed them up, prayed over them different stuff, but I was expecting like seventy five hundred pairs maybe we had over five hundred pairs of shoes oh. it was crazy it was awesome um so I say all that to say if you are looking for something this holiday season <laughs> you're looking for a pair um, of shoes <laughs> If you're looking for something this holiday season to say, Hey, I want to make a difference. I want to, uh, uh, do something, uh, to serve some other people, uh, DM me on Twitter. I'll get you connected to Chris. There's an address that you can send shoes to, to him, uh, to where he's taking these shoes uh, to people in uh, the Congo that have never had shoes and stuff before. So anyway,
0: yeah, this is, uh, my, my dad is a missions pastor back home in Ohio. And so we deal with, you know, organizations and stuff like this all the time. It's, it's great stuff. We went to a, uh, I went to a little league world series, which is in, uh, which is in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, super random, but it'll connect. And there is the first team ever from, from Africa to make it to the little league world series. And they also had never had shoes before. And after every single practice, after every single game, they would take off, their shoes and their uniforms. They'd have under underclothes on, obviously, but they'd take off their shoes and their uniforms, fold it up real nicely, and then carry them in their hands, like as they're like both hands out, and they would carry them in their hands across the field. And it looks just, it looked so odd and looked so weird. But those kids wanted to preserve those shoes because it was the first like pair of real cleats they ever had. And, yeah. uh, and man, it, it's just, it was one of those things that tugs on your heartstrings and makes you think, man, we have so much. We're given so much. I can just go out and buy. You know, a pair of shoes. <laughs> if I need one, I, just, I can just go and um, sometimes I buy a new pair of shoes and I don't need one. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. a wild to think of how much we have. And so, yeah, DM Isaac and and uh, get in on that. Kick it. Kick it for a cause. There you go. There you go. So, all right, today we are going to be talking about the Mavericks 111 to 102 win over the Portland Trailblazers. Isaac Harris, ooh, the ooh. Dallas Mavericks end the night in seventh place in the Western Conference. They have won nine out of their last 11 games after starting the season three and eight. The only team with a better record in the NBA since November 10th is who? The only oh, team gosh. with a better record in the entire NBA since November 10th. Um, Philly. I'll give you a hint. The Mavericks just beat them on Sunday. Oh, the Clippers! The Clippers are the only team with a better record in that stretch. It's That's just, impressive. Just the Mavs and the Clippers. This is I, a hot streak. There's been a lot of home games. I'm sure we'll talk about it and lament that later. But there's uh, the Mavericks are taking care of of the games that are in front of them, and this team looks awesome. They have this new identity of where this defensive, you know, juggernaut <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> we cause all this havoc and all this. You know, struggle for these teams to score and for these guards to, you know, hit their shots and and it's uh, it's wild to think that this team had turned into that after starting the beginning of the season. We thought, man, this team's gonna be awful defensively. <laughs> they have these two, you know, very negative defenders in Dennis and Luca, and they've both become fairly average defenders, and that changes a ton. Are they
1: average? No, Dennis. Has, um, Dennis has been average. No, no, no. no yeah. D- Dennis has been. Uh, Dennis has played pretty well, um, all around the board, really. But I was gonna say they started off what three and eight. The Mavericks did, and um, a lot of people were just already counting them in to be in the tank and tankathon. Um, they're not gonna make the playoffs. People are already starting to crack jokes at people like me who said that uh, I thought they would be a playoff team, and like okay, uh, my Rockets uh, best buddy that. He was giving me heck about. It. He's like, I thought you said the Mavericks were gonna make the playoffs this year. You're mm-hmm. on three and eight. Um, so shout out to all of you MFFLs that held your ground at three and eight and said, I still think we can make the playoffs. Um, I know there's still a lot of the season left, but the fact now, somebody very well connected to the Mavericks uh, organization texted me tonight and said, Hey, I like the playoffs are no longer like an outlandish biased like type of like question now like you, the mavericks you can, are
0: currently one-fourth of the way through the season that's wild
1: like you can like this is the first time in the past three years that you, when you talk about the mavericks as a playoff team it's not just a bias oh you must see oh you must be a mavericks fan oh yeah, no, honey no, no. <laughs> yeah if, if
0: anybody's ever watched how i met your mother like oh honey yeah <laughs>
1: Like no, it's actually like yeah, like it's an actual conversation whether they do or not. That's whatever, but I think they will. But um, it's just really cool that that's this is the turnaround that they've made as, with this team.
0: It also goes to show that you can't overvalue or overestimate the the beginning part of the season for a lot of teams. You know, we start yeah. looking at uh, even Milwaukee. Milwaukee has been not that good the last you know ten games or so. Not as good as their their start. I think they were what were they like twelve and one or something like that, something crazy. Uh, they started the season on this, this amazing hot streak, and then they kind of go down. Portland is a, is another great example of a team that started off really well. I think they were first in the West at one point, and now they're three and seven in their last ten, and uh, just kind of sliding down. And uh, man, it's it's <laughs> in the beginning part of the season. Now that preseason has shortened, is everybody's just trying to get their legs under them. And players do come in; they do, they do come in in shape, for the most part. Luca maybe not one of those players, but they come in in shape. But just trying to figure out, you know, trying to get the readjust back to, to NBA speed um, and readjust to the NBA physicality and all that kind of stuff. And uh, man, <laughs> I'm glad that the Mavericks readjusted and that they've become this team. It's uh, it's wild to see. It's wild to see. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Mavericks win. Over the Blazers, and who is the most important player on the Mavericks last night? All right, Isaac. So Luca got a lot of credit tonight. He got a lot of lot of memes, a lot of videos. He had that incredible step back. He had that incredible pass to Dennis at the end of the game. But who do you think was the most important player tonight for the Mavericks?
1: Uh, I mean, I lean towards Maxi, but it's hard to say most important when. You know, guys like Luca and stuff played double the amount of minutes that he did. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I lean towards I lean towards Luca um, just because he just sets that tone and just kind of just I don't know. Uh, I have to say Luca, but I want to say Maxi.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: wow, Who do you say?
0: I I'm leaning a little towards DeAndre. I I I I can't. We don't value enough his rebounding. <laughs> 17 boards again tonight. The way that the Mavericks are are winning in this the rebound battle, uh, they won 51 to 48 in rebounds tonight, and he's just he's just so important in that area. Just the Mavericks have completely flipped. I think Mark Follow before the game, you know, tweeted that the last two years the Mavericks have been last in rebounding, yeah, <laughs> in the NBA, and this year they're up in the top five or the top three even, and he's he's the one that's changed that. I mean, nothing else has changed. Luca coming in, he gets nine boards, that helps but no one else has really you know made a big difference um, except for DeAndre th- Jordan I, I think that that's a big impact to me
1: do you think DeAndre Jordan has stepped up his game any since the story
0: oh yes in ways I think do in think, ways do you, you think
1: that's a uh, do you think that's a coincidence
0: I don't I, I'm gonna attribute this again in uh, if you're in a boot camp situation, where you're doing some kind of exercise a wall sit or a squat or something they're going to say all right get in the best position possible you get in your position you get in a squat if you've ever been in a squat you kind of have to try to get your butt like parallel to the ground and if they go and they say are you doing the best possible are you give, you know giving me the, the best squat possible and you adjust at all after the question they ask you the question they look at they look you in the eyes and you kind of you know you, you dip lower or you you know you get lower and you adjust in that way there, and they're saying, "Well, there's my answer. You weren't. You know, you weren't in your best position possible. You weren't in the best squat possible." Then, uh, because you you heard that criticism, you're like, "Oh, I'm not." And you kind of let up a little bit, even if you didn't realize it. You kind of let up a little bit and weren't consciously thinking about doing your best in that specific you know drill. And I think that's what I think that's what happened to DeAndre Jordan. He's you know wasn't really helping on defense. He still doesn't really help on defense all the time, but. There have been moments where I've seen him more often than in the beginning part of the season. And the rebounding thing was just kind of – it was the the most egregious example. We still see him take rebounds from players, but they're not as egregious as that one specific one. And so Tim McMahon kind of poking the beast. And the fact, that he, think- won't, the fact that he won't talk to him now, DeAndre is not answering questions from Tim McMahon. I think uh, Tim Cato said this the other day that – he asked uh the, the Tim McMahon asked a question and DeAndre Jordan just said next next question completely yeah,
1: I, that. I was in that media thing in which uh, DeAndre was answering all those questions right in the middle of it, Tim McMahon asked a question and he just kinda cut him off and said, Next question and mm-hmm. went right <laughs> on to the next question and uh that was uh quite funny. Uh question, do you think the Mavericks um thought that DeAndre would respond and the team would respond this way if
0: a story like this came out. Do I think the Mavericks thought that the that that the players would think to respond? Um no, man,
1: we can move on past this theory. That's some
0: psychological warfare right there. Um also what a random way for that for if the Mavericks asked for this report to come out and no what, what i'm a, not suggesting that at all. you weren't suggesting that i'm suggesting that i'm going there if the mavericks asked for this report to come out they or, or not asked for it they planted it they planted it specifically because that's juicy you know like that's a juicy story and it came out in a blurb <laughs> in a power rankings for espN that's a that's a pretty random way for that to come out so
1: um yeah i thought Deandre played very well tonight and yeah, I just think that had, his rebounding
0: mean, get so. The adding Luca and DeAndre, honestly, Luca and DeAndre fill the two biggest needs the Mavericks had last year: playmaking and clutch clutch moments. I think were the two two of the biggest things offensively, and then rebounding. I think those are the two biggest things the Mavericks needed, and they filled those positions almost as best they could have. <laughs> I guess they could have got LeBron, that would have filled their playmaking better. But you're getting two of the best at those two areas that they really, really needed desperately.
1: Yeah, I mean Lucas started off uh I don't think he started off particularly well but um, it, it just comes down to the end of game, and it's just crazy that uh, Lucas nineteen, and he's your go to. Like you have a, a comfort in hey, when, and it's the end of the game. You want the ball in his hands. And I was getting kind of frustrated in the fourth, um, like we always do, when uh, you know, Dame and them was making the run. You know, Lillard finished with thirty three tonight. He's just crazy. But when you know we got a little nervous, and we were texting about it, like oh, I got a little nervous there and stuff. So, like I I don't understand. Like just get. Um, well, I feel like a broken record, but like <laughs> when it's when it's under five minutes, like most of the possessions should go through Luka Doncic and a pick and roll type, to where he can make a decision like that. I'm I'm gonna beat that. Like I will play that record all day long. Like I just don't I don't get that. So anyway, we pulled off the win. I don't want to make this a complaining thing. But, but
0: you wouldn't say you'd beat a dead horse, right? You you wouldn't want to say that. That's not that's so,
1: not that's not politically correct. Apparently, that's to not p-
0: politically. You need to. uh feed pe- a fed pe- horse you you i'm not gonna feed a fed horse i'm going i
1: i according to was it peta or peta or however you want to say it, peta
0: <laughs> when you say like peta it sounds like something something that like chris hansen would catch you doing <laughs> that's peta <laughs> <laughs> that's what a peta is there's a somebody bear too they have a mascot I don't know anyway.
1: somebody tweeted us today about your uh feet growing thing and feet falling <laughs> off and like that weird thing you yeah, the they weird said, path you they, went down yesterday. they
0: said getting into the communion wine early on the <laughs> <laughs>
1: I died. But no, I mean so, I thought the bench uh, I don't, the bench. By the way, the I just
0: want everyone to know I don't drink. So if I say anything that's really crazy, it's not <laughs> alcohol induced. It's just, that's, that's this just, just the way the are. brain works.
1: That's just who you are. <laughs> um Is that worse? I don't know if that's worse. Possibly. Uh the bench unit, like when they the, their first big rotation in, they they're just incredible. I mean it's we so can't great. we can't praise them enough. It's another another game another example of you know everybody played tonight it's something we should you know mention if you didn't get to see the game everybody played it outside of Dirk uh, but In they, literally, Salah they,
0: they
1: had um well like I meant like the health wise like pretty much everybody was available you know they went into the game with six players questionable yeah <laughs> uh, from Dennis and Luca and JJ and everybody and so they all ended up suiting up and it was funny because yesterday yesterday's practice, or two days ago, uh, there was practice, and, and Harrison was asked about, so Harrison's sponsored by Shock Doctor, if people didn't know that, and so he has Shock Doctor uh, mouthpiece, and somebody asked him, hey, are you going to get Dennis that? and. He's. I think Dennis will be wearing one next game. He said there might be multiple people uh, teammates wearing uh, mouth guards now. It's funny because Dennis came out. He had his big mouthpiece in. JJ has his like four or five stitches, whatever, in his mouth. He looked like I don't know a squirrel that was harvesting for winter, and, <clears throat> and JJ looked like you know the thing in like high school and middle school used to do when you put you would put two grapes and your like in on your front teeth in your upper lip. And you put two two grapes, uh, and I just remember doing this at like the lunch table uh, when I was in school. I put two grapes up there, and I, I just thought it was the funniest thing. And <laughs> it's obviously stupid, but uh, J.J. looked like uh, me in middle school tonight with two grapes in my mouth.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Jeff Skin Wade said that, <coughs> said that uh, what actor did he say that he looks like? Oh, my gosh. I really want to remember this because it was so funny. I think it was a boxer, right? Oh, Mickey Rourke. He said he said he looked like Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh really hard.
1: It's so weird where we're at with JJ right now. I mean, I know we talk about JJ a lot, but does six do man find of your, the year? Do you find yourself at times when JJ's in, and it's just this is a wild thought to have, but do you feel like he can score at any point? Any point? <laughs> <laughs>
0: especially, especially against. You know bench defenses. If he's if he has Seth Curry on him, or if he has Nick Stauskas on him, yes.
1: Nick Nick Scott, Nick Stauskas started the game. His first three shots, he didn't hit the rim. <laughs> one of them, one of them, he swished, which he made it. But the first two was uh, two air balls, completely uh, way off. But no, it just feels like JJ Barea. It, it feels like he can get to the rim at will, which is super weird. He is. Like he is an elite, an elite pick and roll guy. Yeah. Like how how he runs the pick and roll is unbelievable, and just him in that second unit, it's like he comes in and is like you know what I'm gonna get 15 this first quarter. <laughs> he only finished with nine points tonight, but it just seems like he can score at will sometimes, and it's it's unbelievable.
0: And he's the guy running the show. I feel like the best bench units have a guy that is is your go to is your. The guy that's going to make all the pieces work together, and JJ is that guy. Lou Williams is that guy on like the Clippers. It's kind of like John Livingston Philly, is that guy on the on the you know the Warriors.
1: Like Philly, you know, that's kind of why they went from Folds to McConnell. They like they like McConnell running that second unit. Yeah. He's kind of like the same Berea type of just smart, makes the offense flow and keeps it going. Like every team needs a guy like that.
0: It seems like in your starting lineup, you can have these point guards like a Lillard. Lillard runs the show. Right, but he he also is a, a go-to scorer first, and you need a more traditional point guard. I think in that second unit, you need a guy that's gonna yeah. be able to bring those pieces together because you don't have as many dynamic pieces. You have guys that can do specific things off off the bench, but you need a guy, a point guard like a true point guard that's gonna help you know bring everybody together and and make it all work. And JJ does that
1: kind of like what Chicago does with campaign and how he runs. it. His- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, RIP Fred Hoiberg.
1: Oh for Fred Oh Freddie. Oh, Fre- sitting night. duck. Uh, R.I.P. to Myers Leonard.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Bye.
1: Your career's done. That's
0: it. He almost got a club trillion tonight.
1: <laughs> Who whose <laughs> career is over first? His or Seth Curry?
0: Seth Curry. Let me play got the into a jump. Dun, ball, dun, dun, got dun. into a jump ball situation with JJ Brandt. I don't yeah. know if many of you have stood next to JJ Barea. Both four, Isaac, and I, four
1: stitches, JJ Barea. Both
0: Isaac and I have. I am six foot three. Isaac is what six one, six foot, five, 11, yeah, six foot, five eleven, three quarters, <laughs> six foot even. <laughs> we both look down at, on him. We both look yes. down like over him. I can see the top of JJ's head when I stand next to him. And Seth Curry, I'm eye to eye with. He's about six three. He's the same size as his brother. Seth Curry lost the jump ball to J.J. Barrett today.
1: How many Call texts it. does he have Call on it, his Seth. phone? Call it. How many texts does he have on his phone when he gets back to his locker? That is just like blasting him for that.
0: I and, hope they take the video that I posted, and I hope that it gets sent to him several times, and he, <laughs> he gets mad at me.
1: And what makes it better is obviously he's a former Maverick, so you know yes. all those guys yes. have the, have his number too. So yep. you know JJ's probably texting him too, and like oh, it's it's just it's just hilarious. Hey, you know those Steph, shins Steph's, still hurting you? Still- <laughs> Stephs, you know Stephs getting in on that too.
0: Oh man! All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll break this down, break this game down fir- further, and uh, continue to gush about Luka Doncic, Isaac. I mean. We we keep saying how can we talk about Luca more? Let's just spend the rest of this time talking about Luca. He he is so good, man. I mean that step back, that step back. He created seven to eight feet of space in one motion. He his defender was right on him. I think it was Evan Turner. He was or Mo Harkless. He was standing right next to him, like hugging him on the three point line, and he just kind of jabs into the paint, or he jabs towards the paint, and then he steps all the way back, and th- as he gets so far back and he can hit that. Go out in your yard. Go out in your driveway if you have a hoop. Or go to your local gym or or something and try that shot. Just, just try to step back without just, the ball. Yeah, just buy yourself. <laughs> 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 how many of our listeners, how many of the people on this podcast would fall down right now if they tried that step back of that length? Of that length? Oh,
1: gosh. I, it's wild. I'd have to get a running start.
0: Yeah, also, I, I, I don't think I could step that far cuz he's you know, yeah, I was going
1: to say yeah step that far
0: <laughs> it's wild i mean and that, and that pass that pass at the yeah. end from luca to, to dennis that's the part of Den- of luca's game that we're going to see unlock more that idea of him being the playmaker him being the one that makes things happen and starts learning his teammates better and learning how dennis works and learning how deandre you know, works and learning how Wes Matthews and all that stuff that I think that is what's going to come a little more. We thought at the beginning, we had it backwards at the beginning of the season. We thought that he would be this excellent passer, seven plus assists. I can't remember what our, our board bet was or our over under was, but I think it was six and a half or seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I would have put hands down that he would be averaging more assists than rebounds. And I don't know if that's going to,
0: yeah, if he handles the ball more, yeah. But, we thought he was going to be a better passer than a scorer, but he's been a way better scorer than a passer so far in the NBA, and so we're going to see that part of his game unlock a little bit more. But that was, I mean, that was a perfect pass.
1: <laughs> he might mar- he makes such smart decisions. There was a play earlier in the game, and I tweeted it out, but it was such a high IQ play. Of they run this play coming out of like a side and a side inbounds. They throw it in the Luka and he has it kind of near the top of the key. Wesley Matthews inbounds the ball. He throws it in the Luka and Wes sets this like down screen on Dennis's man. Well, Dennis kind of runs out and instead of Wes like curling around like the pick and to get the ball like on the perimeter on the wing, he like pins his defender and he cuts towards the basket. It's something that it's it probably wasn't drawn up unless Rick, you know, does you know, have a play like that. But it looked like an improv kind of to the play from West and Luca, and from West to pin that defender on the pick, and then cut to the basket. And there was this, a small window for Luca to not only read that and read what West was doing, but put a like a pinpoint perfect pass to West cutting to the basket, and West does a slay up. That's the type of stuff that's just like a veteran. That West Matthews is thirty-two years old, Luca Doncic is nineteen. That's what thirteen years. Mm-hmm. That means West Matthews was a senior in high school when Luca was a, in kindergarten. So, like, that's good math right there. The uh, the the West Matthews that is
0: elite level. Matthew
1: just <laughs> is West Matthews is like a veteran that has been in the league for you know ever. And I know Luca's been a pro overseas, but just the fact that like they can sync on that and the chemistry and the basketball IQ, both of them, it, that it's just there's small plays that Luka makes that are super impressive that counter just as good as some of these like highlight plays we're going to see on Sports Center that I've got notifications on the the Football Pass like I tweeted I said can we give him Dak's extension like I I would take him yeah. over Dak right now
0: Yeah Dak Prescott the Cowboys quarterback is poised for an extension this this offseason and uh, him and his 198 yards per game are probably going to get one <laughs>
1: You're hammering Dak Prescott right now.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so Luca was great. I'm man. I'm really happy that this team is competitive for West Matthews because he came to this team. You know, he chose this team. He stuck with this team even after DeAndre left. He spent the last you know two three years getting lambasted by the you know the fan base about his you know shot decisions and stuff. But finally, this team is is competitive and that's all he wanted (laughs) you know that's all he wanted was a competitive team and after the game i saw him talking his skin and he just seemed so locked in and he seemed like he was happy and enjoying it finally happy and enjoying because he the last two years man he he would beat himself up more than anybody on this team
1: and I, I had a note for this on the last pod, but we ran out of time. But we need to give him credit because we like he the way he started the season. It was rough. I mean, he looked like he was trying to be Kobe.
0: Yeah.
1: And over Go these look at past that video I did on him. Yeah, over these past like three or four weeks it seems like he's back into his groove. It seems like he's just playing a lot better. Like he's taking more, like better shots. Like he just, he he seems like he's calmed down some and really finding his role with this team. And people have to remember Harrison Barnes and and how the team started and how like Harrison talked about this at practice the other day of saying like he didn't have the preseason, like he, he didn't and he missed those first four games. Like his preseason was those first, like the first like week that he was back and it, it takes somebody like that time to get back from injury, time to gel with the squad and like all that stuff. So it's like it takes you time
0: he, to realize when you drive in the paint that there's wide open teammates <coughs> on the left and the right side of you.
1: Harrison Barnes is the second best player on this team. And when your second best player is having his preseason basically and time to gel with the team uh, when you're losing games, then that's going to cause you to lose those games, at least play a big factor. So – now that everybody's in in the groove again, you kind of see what this team is about. And you do ask yourself, man, what if Harrison had all preseason and they were playing like they are now? Would they play exactly like they are now? That's, you, you can't say that for sure. But, but would they have been better at the very beginning with him? Uh, absolutely. So I think missing Harrison Barnes show, like was a huge, huge thing. People don't look at enough of why they lost some of those games early on.
0: Yeah, you have to have that secondary scorer. Him and his 11 points tonight.
1: I have cider in my mouth or (laughs) else I would (laughs) have... Or
0: else you said something else. Dennis was also great in this game. Um, I thought his defense on Damian Lillard was was great. Anytime he was matched up on him. Great for him.
1: Yeah, Damian finished with...
0: yeah, but he yeah, Dennis was on Dennis was on Damian the entire time.
1: Yeah, no, I I think Dennis is I think he's played amazing over this past like week or two. Um, yeah, I mean Lillard had thirty three and eight and eight and shot forty three percent from the field, but yeah, Dennis has been playing remarkable all the way around. It's cool seeing these other areas of of Dennis's game and how he's focusing on some of these other areas and seeing at some point, can we see the total package of Dennis? Can we see a high scoring Dennis with the high defensive um, stuff and just all the ways he's contributing? Like he had what nine, eight or nine assists tonight.
0: Yeah. Nine,
1: nine assists tonight. Like that's great. Uh, he only shot it nine times, but yeah, I, I thought he, I thought he played great. He contested some good shots tonight. Like, he just seems like he's playing with a a, a bolt of energy. Like you, right now you could see a difference in his confidence now yeah. th- from like the beginning of the season. It, I feel like it's night and day.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Thought the you know playmaking was good. The defense um was good for him. Let's just say it's it's a relative term for Dennis. The defense is is a relative term. Anytime I say it's great or good, it's good for him or great for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We're not saying he's Patrick Beverly, but he's like He
0: uh, He definitely doesn't knock people's teeth out, um, or does he throw balls at fans that are
1: super bad. we went this whole podcast without even mentioning the true MVP tonight. He gets the award. He's the real MVP. Let's give it
0: up for Ed Malloy. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on (laughs) Maps. Oh, man. He almost ruined it for (laughs) us. We almost we almost got on this podcast heated and ready to go, ready to throw, ready to throw bows. Uh, I was really gonna another official, then. and Isaac said on the last podcast we never talk about officials. Like, oh dang it, he did it again. <laughs> Coming on this podcast, getting upset.
1: It, it's the classic, like you know the hold my beer meme of like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the classic, it's like he. It's like he looked at Scott Foster and was like, oh, okay, well hold my beer, let me go and uh, let me run another game and luckily it seemed like he calmed down a little bit but gosh that first half like talking about getting your screen time when when yeah. a ref is zoned in when when a ref gets honest tv time like by himself like where it's just him on the camera you know you know like that there's something up, okay. There's a difference between a camera showing the ref and a player talking, but like he got honest screen time. Like I tweeted a gif of it of just him like standing there, to where the broadcast crew was at, was really having a conversation about him. That that's when there's a problem.
0: Yes, and when too many players are having one-on-one conversations with him. Yeah,
1: they're like seeking him out. Like, what? hey, Come here.
0: Well, so he, but he didn't ruin it, and the Mavericks didn't ruin it. I thought for a second that, that this game was going to go down to the very wire and that Damian Lillard was going to pull it out, but it's a different Mavericks team, and uh, and it's great. It's awesome yeah, to see them winning games, and uh, we're going to see them play the Pelicans now tonight.
1: Yeah, and I just want to say, I know we mentioned earlier about Maxie, but Ma- first game back from Maxie, he's missed like three games, I think, and, uh, three or four and first game back for him, I thought he played just incredible. Yeah, like when you when blocks. he comes
0: back that good, you're like, man, where where were you, man? Like,
1: I know, I I, I he's playing so well. Um, just I don't know, you, I you can't. He had that pump fake three tonight, and he drove in and then spun and like shot a shot. I'm like, who where, who is this? This isn't Maxi. Like, uh, who it was that pump? Who is this guy? Pump
0: spin floater has he?
1: <laughs> Jimbo it, yeah. in the lane. It was, uh, yeah, it was remarkable. I have one last question before we go.
0: You always makes, do. You always
1: do. <laughs> stop. Who makes more money? I tweeted this out. Who makes more money in free agency, DeAndre Jordan or Finney Smith?
0: Oh, DeAndre, just on reputation.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, just on reputation.
1: Okay, I tweeted it out as a poll, and DeAndre's winning the poll, 61% to 39 Yeah, he's
0: got the name recognition.
1: I don't know. I I'm I'm starting to get nervous that Maxi or Dorian is gonna be a an Aminu type of situation. Somebody's gonna come in at twelve oh one with some crazy freaking offer and with a ton of cap space and be like, hey, here's sixteen million a year, Maxi. Isn't
0: Aminu Dorian's best comp? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wish I, I wish Trevor Ariza could be.
0: Trevor Ariza apparently available. No way. <laughs> <laughs> did not see that one coming at the beginning of the off season when that
1: happened. They, they should be able to trade him though. Like they the should Rockets get him back for Brandon Knight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Full freaking circle. They
1: should trade him to Memphis for like Temple and Jamichael Green. He'd fit well in Memphis. Yeah.
0: Memphis would be a good place for him.
1: There's a lot of places they could trade him,
0: but now, now I don't want to send as many players to playoff teams because the Mavericks are actually there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know oh what yeah. I,
1: mean? I was just saying, my good Philly. Yeah, send him to Philly.
0: No, send him to Brooklyn. Send him.
1: <laughs> no, I'm send him to the East. Send everybody
0: to the East. Keep him in the Suns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like. All right, guys. We uh, we really appreciate all the love and support on on uh, on Twitter, and for the podcast. And man, another good win. We're excited about it. And we'll be back tomorrow for the Pelicans game. And uh, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.